welcome back to the Midweek Podcast. It's great to be together again, isn't it, Stephen? It is. It was a blessing to worship with our church family on Sunday. Uh, we get to hear from Kurt Radnitzer here in just a minute. He and, uh, he and Don were have been here for 35 years. and That's awesome. Um, they're just uh, great uh, examples of service, so we can learn a lot from them. So we get to hear from them and just uh, from him in just a little bit. Uh, it was also a joy to have our students back with us yeah. in worship after their retreat. Yeah, so appreciate uh, our leaders uh, coming back to join us at, at worship service. You know, we talk about uh, devotion to the Word, gospel-centered worship, sacrificial uh, service, and and all these different components of a family being renewed by the power of, of Christ's love. But it's so important, I think, for our students to understand that they are a part. They're not just their own little group. They're not siloed somewhere else, but they are a part of this congregation that is yeah. Grace Bible. Yeah, and that's right. Man, it was so neat to see not only them being a part of service, uh, but to be able to have the opportunity to call them forward. So appreciate Bobby's leadership, the, uh, all the different leaders that he does a great job training up. Uh, but to be able to have those students look out at the congregation, you know, a lot of people they've never seen before, uh, but for them to be able to face them and to know that, that hey, this congregation is praying for them, uh, mm-hmm. they give faithfully, which is part of what makes uh, winter retreat and retreats like that, that they take more affordable. Right. And also, you know, I just love to be able to, for our parents to be able to be recognized for who they are. And parenting is so hard, especially teenagers and to hear the struggles with technology and all the different things that they're going through right now. Mm-hmm. So parents trying to shepherd their kids in this season of life. Well, you know what? There's a reason that God has allowed them those kids, allowed them those teenagers. Uh, they are the frontline disciple makers for a generation that, as we said, uh, has upwards of 20 million plus lost teenagers. Right. So they are shaping uh, those teenagers today to be the primary missionaries not only today, uh, but in the years to come. Mm -hmm. What an invaluable ministry. And that's one of the reasons, Stephen Wright, we spend time uh, emphasizing the importance of in-home family devotions, even for our teenage kids, right? That's right. Yeah. We want uh, worship to be... In fact, I think God wants worship to be a central part of our home. Uh, He deserves that. He deserves worship in our homes. And we do have a great opportunity to go ahead and begin discipling our children right from day one as we uh, read the Bible with them, sing and pray with them. Yeah. And it's a privilege to be a part of a body. We we emphasize multi-generationalism. Uh, we emphasize pouring into every single person what it means to follow and know Jesus. But our ministries, our youth ministry, as great as that is, uh, you know, the amount of time that they have with these students is is so minuscule compared to even the time at the home. That's right. And so uh, I tell you, there's there's just study after study and just a reality, testimony of testimony, that the things that stick in children's minds most, even though weekends like that are so valuable because they're intentional, they're they're disconnected from the regular life, they're focused in, desiring to uh, to understand the Lord and His Word better, and uh, but. For them to go home and then to to pray with their family, for mm-hmm. them to go home and to hear even their parents apologize for you know having to be repentant of right. something, and yeah. and to see their parents prioritize corporate worship, those components ingrain in a child's life, you know, even more than what a ministry like that can happen over the long run. Yeah, because uh, eventually those students are going to graduate, they're going to go on. Uh, but you know what? They're not going to graduate from those homes. And so we, man, we love to equip parents, don't we? Yeah, we do. Uh, you know, one of the points that we had uh, was our, our third idea, uh, as we defined out, to trust God's Word is to believe that He knows and that He knows us better than we do. Uh, and and can I share a story with you? I would love that. that. Illustrates that. I like stories. Well, that's good, because I got one for you. <laughs> so uh, I have a dog, as you know, English lab, black lab named Lex. Yes. And Lex is a great name, means defender of man. 
Uh, Lex, he loves more than anything in the world, fetching softballs. <laughs> so when we were in Missouri, I had a beautiful 1991 Dodge Dakota. I mean, this thing was one of the most beautiful vehicles you've ever seen <laughs> before Russ took its life. <laughs> but this thing was great. So we would get in and Lex always wanted and still wants to, but always wanted particularly then to be with me. didn't matter where we, if I was going out to that truck, he wanted to be by my side. I would have to sneak out with him catching me. And so the deal was if we turned left, we were going to go to the softball field, this empty field, back of a school. I'd hit softballs for 30, 40 minutes. He'd fetch him nonstop until he couldn't walk. I mean, <laughs> slobber everywhere. It was wonderful. We would do that. But if I turned right, that meant we were going to the vet, which was the thing he hated most. I had to, he would quiver the whole way. He'd start, uh, yeah, exactly. There you go. That's right. I'm cute. That's exactly just nonstop. He was horrified. But so even though he didn't know where we were going, he always wanted to be with me. It didn't matter. Even though he knew it might hurt, it might be just uncomfortable, uh, it caused him pain. He knew that because I was his owner, that I loved him and was going to do what was good for him. He always wanted to be with me in the truck. <laughs> and you know, a lot of times in our faith with the Lord, it's a lot like that. We don't get exhaustive knowledge of why things happen. And we don't even get exhaustive knowledge. Like we saw from this text, Jesus did signs that we don't know about. And that's okay. Because a big part of what it means to trust God's word uh, and God himself is that he knows best. And as long as I'm with him, uh, that's okay. Hmm. And the Lord can walk us through storms and seasons, uh, uh, victories and and crushing defeats. And, and this just a joy to see our people apply that, old and young alike. Yeah, man, that's good. I've got the blessing today of sitting down with Kurt Radnitzer. Kurt, thanks for being here to talk with me today. Thank you, Stephen, for letting me be here. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Um, Kurt, you are not from Texas, is that right? No, sir. All right, where are you originally from? I am a Yankee from Chicago, actually Oak Park, Illinois. Okay. Yeah. I used to know a guy from Louisiana that when he said Chicago, he goes, Chicago. No, I do Chicago. Okay. So so he's wrong, right? I, I can definitively wrong. tell him that he's wrong yes. about that, right? Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, so how long have you been down here in Nacogdoches? Uh, 35 years. Um, I met my wife overseas. Well, we were on a short-term mission trip, and I was in Oak Park, and she was from SFA, and uh, started getting to know each other and went on a short-term mission trip together, and... I went to Vienna, and she went to England, and we kept on writing, and I decided to come down and visit Nacogdoches for three months, and it's been 35 years. Okay. So, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Man, so, um, and you've been, I guess, at Grace Bible Church, how many of those 35 years? Well, she was very heavily involved at the college ministry here. We'd have Sunday night dinners and stuff, so I got involved right away. I mean, she went to Grace, and I went to Grace. Man. So, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Um, yeah. Kurt, as I kind of go around the campus and I'm doing different things on campus, I feel like I see you kind of all over the place, whether that's you're on stage with me, uh, playing bass and helping out behind the scenes, doing all kinds of stuff there, but then you're also doing security and helping out with that. And, um, can you tell me just a little bit about what serving has meant to you and kind of now that you're, well, when did you retire? Maybe I retired 2017. Okay. And so since then you've kind of. I feel like you're just everywhere. And so um, can you tell me a little bit about what that's meant to you and how uh, serving the church has, has blessed you? Well, you know, I want to give back to God. I want to, I want to be able to 
do more with people coming to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And um, when I was working, I worked out of town. I would left early in the morning, got home late at night. Um, the priority was family, my kids. And when I retired, I had that extra time, and I really wanted to devote it to some things that I hadn't been able to do in the 20, 26 years I was working. Right. So um, God had kind of just put things in my heart. To, you know, of course, I do the music. I've done the music, every, you know, for, I don't know how many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but doing the security is something that I could give forth and, and help uh, Daryl and the things he's doing with maps and things like that. I really enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, it's it's given to me. I guess is giving back to God, um, and I can do it with all my heart. Yeah, and I, and I enjoy it. I yeah. don't. I don't think. Oh gosh, I got to go do security. I got to go play. <laughs> I, I enjoy. It's kind of something I've always wanted to do, but I couldn't do because I had to work. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Well, it's cool. I'm. I've been blessed um, to see how you serve and how you. Uh, you you've got. Strong administrative gills, uh, gills. You don't have gills. You're gills. not a fish. No, I'm not a fish. No, but you do have administrative <laughs> skills. Um, and um, you know, I one of my first experiences with you when I first got here was like right away. You're like, hey, can I help you organize this? Can I help you straighten this up? Can I help you do that? And um, man, I need people like that because I am not. I am not strong in that uh, skill set. And I feel like that's a picture of what the church looks like. We kind of know. Hey, I, I'm I'm good at serving this way, and I'm good at serving this way, and we kind of fit into those to those skill sets and help support each other yeah. in that. So, yeah. um, I've been blessed by that. But how would you, you know, as you, you know, there are people in the church that haven't figured out that exact way to maybe serve yet, or kind of feel like um, maybe now is a good time for them. How would you encourage them to serve? How would you encourage them to plug in like you have? I just you know, finding, finding your place. I mean, it's, I know it's hard to find your place. Uh, even making up a new place like the directory, I really oh, yeah. felt like I needed it. I thought that that was a need that we had mm-hmm. and no one was able to do it. I knew Holly had so much to do. Yeah. Um, God kind of put in my heart to um, start a directory up somehow. And of course, doing it online is so much easier. Um I think getting in a small group, getting to know other people that way. Even when I do the I do security on Wednesdays, and the guys who watch the parking lot, I've got to know those guys really well by just, <laughs> you know, Wednesday morning and sitting and talking with them. And there's four or five guys I really didn't know until I did that, and I've really got to got that blessing and, and just a friendship with them, just sitting there talking about different things and getting to know them. And so when I walk into church, I, I know that person, know that person now, and we can talk or go to a movie or whatever. Yeah. So. Um, of course, going fitting if you can fit in with you like kids, going over the help of the kids. That's a, a ministry. I haven't done that because I've done it for twenty six years, and I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm gonna take a break for kids for a little yeah. while. But I, you know, I did all the kids stuff when I was a teacher and administrator. Um, but I know there's lots of places that can be. Just it just takes find your niche. I think, and, and I think God even brings it. I think the directory thing wasn't my idea. I think God gave me that idea. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, I, it doesn't take much to do, and I love doing it. It's something I used to do kind of when I was at school. So Yeah. yeah. Well, the directory has been super helpful for me, you know. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm, you know, I'm still getting to know a lot of people here, and, and as I'm able to, um, I remember a name, but I can't remember a face, and I go in there, and I can find that, and that's it's been really helpful. Um, 
I like what you said though, because I I think that's interesting to to think about. You know, sometimes you um you you look for an opportunity to serve, and you're not exactly sure where it fits, or you have a passion or a desire to do something new, and you kind of bring that, and you're able to take new ground and able to to take the church to another step that maybe they wouldn't have unless you had come, and that shows the value of every single person yeah. that's here at the church. So, well, Kurt, I'm grateful for you. Thank you for being a part of our church family. Um, thanks for serving with me. I enjoy serving with you. Uh, I'm always interested to see what new guitar you're going to be bringing up there <laughs> that you found uh, yeah. a great deal on. And um, and uh, anyway, but but I'm so grateful for for the way that you've you know just been able to use your gifts and your skills here to further the kingdom, to build up the body. Um, I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's God's got me here, and I enjoy it. Yeah. So, well, thanks for talking with us today. Okay. Thank you. Well, we're approaching chapter three in the book of John this Sunday. Uh, and I see that for this Sunday and the next, we're going to get to hear uh, about Nicodemus. So what are we learning there? What can you tell us about what we're going to be hearing? Well, what a text. Chapter three is is just a famous text. There's been books, believe it or not, written on just chapter three in mm-hmm. this interaction. Uh, so we're going to take uh, these next two weeks, we're going to talk about Nicodemus. And something to keep in mind as we come to this chapter uh, is to go back and read the very end of chapter two, what we finished off last week. And you mm-hmm. remember last week, uh, we saw that that Jesus, this, the text gives this clear declaration that he doesn't give himself over to uh, the Jewish leaders because he knows, and the crowd, because he knows what's in man's heart. And because he knows what's in man's heart, <clears throat> we as the reader are now going to see the first eyewitness that demonstrates this. And, and, and John's going to give us several witnesses that are from all walks of life. And as the reader, we have to realize, wait, if Jesus knows Nicodemus, this respected Pharisee, and then we see that he interacts with this Samaritan woman, and he knows her perfectly, mm. and then we're going to see him meet a, a Gentile official, and then we're going to see him meet a, uh, a, 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 a crippled man at the Pool of Bethesda, and he knows all these people perfectly. Yeah. So for the next several weeks, as we go through chapter 3, 4, 5, we get to see on display what God's Word told us in John chapter 2, that He really does know us perfectly. What's our response to that? Man, Can't wait. That is really exciting. Well, we'll see you on Sunday. It'll be a great time of worship. Mm-hmm.